one's craft together would mean having one's life together. Today, having become reasonably competent as a furniture maker, I know better. Spiritual enlightenment is not on the table. Still, the notions that drew me into the workshop forty years ago were not without consequence. The footing on which I started my journey has shaped my choices, concerns, and experiences throughout, and my transcendent expectations for life in craft were rewarded in more palpable ways. These days I teach more than I build. My students are adults from a wide variety of backgrounds, many with lives that could be considered highly successful by any normative standard. Yet consistently, I find that they have been drawn to woodworking by a hunger similar to that which first impelled me. They do not invest time, money, and effort traveling to Maine to cut dovetails with hand tools because they need little hardwood benches, which are the introductory class projects. What lures them is the hope of finding a deeper meaning by learning to make things well with their own hands. Many go on to set up workshops of their own, and more than a few develop a passion for woodworking they describe as transformational. Beyond the red clapboard walls of our school, I encounter many more people who express the same sort of longing, the banquet of work, leisure, and consumption that society prescribes has left some essential part of them undernourished. They are hungry for avenues of engagement that provide more wholesome sustenance. The craft of furniture-making is not a cure-all for this condition, but it functions as a source of meaning, authenticity, fulfillment, call it what you will for the moment, for many people of my acquaintance. The same is true of other self-expressive, creative disciplines— they may not lead to the profound transfiguration to which I once vaguely aspired, yet their satisfactions are well matched to the earthly nature of our spiritual appetites. Furniture-making, like all contemporary crafts, is a road less traveled, yet it has much to reveal about the risks and rewards of sustained creative effort, about what art is and why it matters, in the context of our shared search for a better way to live. Here I should mention three well-regarded authors who have already offered extracts of craft as antidotes to the spiritual deficiencies of modern life. Most iconic for my generation is Robert Persig, whose 1970s bestseller Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance was presented as a meditation on the subject of quality. Persig lays out his central theme in describing how two young mechanics had carelessly repaired his bike. The mechanics and their attitude toward the machine were really taking no different attitude from the manuals toward the machine, or from the attitude I had when I brought it in there. We were all spectators, and it occurred to me there is no manual that deals with the real business of motorcycle maintenance, the most important aspect of all. Caring about what you are doing is considered either unimportant or taken for granted. On this trip, I think we should notice it, explore it a little, to see if, in that strange separation of what man is from what man does, we may find some clues as to what the hell has gone wrong in this twentieth century. Persig's view, as he develops it, 
is that a good life may be found through craftsmanlike engagement with the actions, objects, and relationships of ordinary experience, through caring about what you do. If you choose to ride a motorcycle, then being able to repair a fouled spark plug becomes a moral imperative. Thirty-five years later, sociologist Richard Sinnott surveyed the same landscape from another station point in The Craftsman, where he asks what the process of making things reveals to us about ourselves. In particular, Sinnott critiques current social and economic conditions for depriving workers of the satisfactions inherent to doing a job well for its own sake, which is the essence he distills from craft. His solution is to cultivate an aspiration for quality in our workplaces and schools. Like Persig, Senate employs the ideal of quality in the sense of caring about what one does to address broad...